my fellow Americans. We're at war with the most dangerous enemy that has ever faced mankind in his long climb from the swamp to the stars. The disastrous rise of misplaced power exists. All we have built, all we have worked for, would be destroyed. There is nothing the political establishment will not do. And this nation will not be fully free until all its citizens are free. Our arms must be mighty, ready for instant action. These criminals cannot be rewarded. So that no potential aggressor may be tempted to risk his own destruction. There is a point beyond which they must not advance. They're coming after you and I'm just standing in their way. Here I am. You and I have a rendezvous with death. The cost of freedom is always high. Those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment well, I think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the Founding Fathers. This is a crusade! This is a holy war against the deep state! We never wanted to be right, but yet things are all adding up to the firestorm. Here's the problem with America, the country is broken Cause they minds stay closed, but they mouths stay open Get attacked and we blame terrorists, go broken We blame the price, blame racists for the racism But only if his skin is white If we don't need guns, cause we can call the police We don't need fire extinguishers, call a fireman please You didn't wanna build a wall and now the border is weak Your favorite actor has a gate that's like 15 feet Racism is gay, if you're offended that's retarded Intolerance is great until you speak and you're a target If a white man paints his face black, he's a racist piece of garbage But you put him in a dress and he's courageous and he's Gorgeous, all these double standards, man. I'm tired of the noise. Freedom's an illusion if they censor your voice. Call a dad a deadbeat for neglecting his boys, but a mom kills a baby and you call it pro choice. You act like you're so much better than us. Yeah, we know that. Who told you that you're so special to a new world order? Your facts ain't facts without censoring us. Yeah, we know that. Good job, you lose. Here's your medal. Why they hate the flag, they try to burn it to the ground Don't do that in front of me, I'ma let off a round pow Scream loud, burn the city down now Put it on the news, make them all feel proud Look, make a system where 85% of black people fill the prison Is it cause they black or they make bad decisions? I ain't good at math, but it seems like it's division Or is it white privilege? I believe politicians need to be locked up Try to take our freedoms, that's how you get shot up Got our back against the wall, try to just stop us More guns, more ammunition, please stock up Election gets rigged, rights get infringed Take this syringe, frighten your kids Show up right where you live Make me wanna grab a rifle and just go You act like you're so much better than us Yeah, we know that Who told you that you're so special To a new world order Your facts ain't facts without censoring us Yeah, we know that Good job, you lose, here's your medal and everyone 
blames white folks for every little bitty thing We don't have no one to blame, we take responsibility They tell you be a man, then call it toxic masculinity Then when you act too feminine, they call it white fragility I don't understand trans men with humility I'm just trying to raise my kid the best of my ability If I disagree, you try to cancel, get rid of me You cancer, you can't be the answer, you killing me And I hate white supremacy just as much as you But I ain't feeling guilty for something I didn't do The system's killing everyone, it sucks, but it's true They kill you, then they broadcast it and call it the news Or they'll brainwash you through social media feeds And if you disagree, delete you immediately Make America China pretty easy to see I will always remember the land of the free You act like you're so much better than us Yeah, we know that Who told you that you're so special To a new world order Your facts ain't facts without censoring us Yeah, we know that Good job, you lose, here's your medal Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. Welcome to the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose Live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy. And a uh, conspiracy, it is. The conspiracy driving in the new world order. And yep, it's starting to form and take shape, and we're starting to see more of what that actually is. We're going to talk about that and a little bit more tonight. Uh, kind of a light news day. There is uh, not much crazy news going on, except for the the pending World War Three. But other than that, you know, it's nothing much going on in the world. Uh, wanted to do a few little things that get them out of the way tonight on socialredpill.com. There is a live Q and A with myself. That is at um, 10 p.m. Eastern time. It start it, it starts right after this show, but uh, I, I typically jump out about 10 p.m. I gotta go upstairs, do a few things. But yep, so 10 p.m. Eastern time tonight, Q and A on Social Red Pill. Um, if you're a member of the Social Red Pill, you should have access to those groups. Um, they are subscription groups. It's like five bucks a month. It's a cup of coffee. Buy me a cup of coffee, right? And uh, you help support everything that we do here at the Redfield Project. And you can join in on that. And we've been getting a really good crowd in there. So looking forward to that tonight. Um, tomorrow night, conversations on the fringe. Um, one thing that we're going to be doing here is we're going to be separating fringe conversations on the fringe from kind of the daily dose. So it's going to have its own website. We're going to have all that stuff going out here uh, very shortly, especially when we transition over the decentralized media. Um, but I just wanted to put that out there. It's really hard to get guests <laughs> to come onto that show when they watch the show. <laughs> but hey, it's okay. It's cool. You know, uh, we've been doing it long enough where we have a, a good repertoire of, of guests that we can get to come on. And this week, um, it might just be open lines. We might just be talking about the thing that I'm actually going to open up with here in a second with the news. I think that this is a hot topic to talk about. And I was actually just outside a minute ago and I was looking up in the sky and I'm like, those aren't satellites. Um, if you know where I'm going with this. So that's kind of a few things that we have going on. Um, I keep on saying we, it's kind of just me these days. But uh, that's okay. I don't mind that. I don't mind that it's just me these days. I hope all of you guys out there are doing well. A lot of big things in the mix right now. Decentralized media coming along very well. Um, and uh, got a meeting about that tomorrow. And man, I, I told a few people kind of some of the things. And they were like, no way. I'm like, yeah. But <clears throat> maybe I'll tell some people tonight a few, uh, a few of the other things on the Q&A. 
uh, what we got going on, who we're working with and stuff like that. But there was something that happened and, and I didn't really get to cover it too much yesterday. And uh, I saw UAP James on Twitter, go ahead and put this out there. And I thought that this was fantastic. So if you didn't know, Donald Trump uh, just took $20 million from Bob Bigelow for his presidential campaign. If you don't know who Bob Bigelow is, watch this video. You're going to find out. One of the best developers you'll ever see. He's big. He's rich. But he's a high-quality man. Built some of the most beautiful things you'll ever look at. Robert Bigelow. Robert, please. Good-looking stuff. Thank you. Do you believe in aliens? I'm absolutely convinced that's all there is to it. Do you also believe that UFOs have come to Earth? There has been and is an existing presence, uh, an ET presence. And I spent millions and millions, I probably spent more as an individual than anybody else in the United States has ever spent on this subject. Is it risky for you to say, you know, in public that you believe I don't in, in UFOs damn. and aliens? I don't care. You don't worry that some people will say, did you hear that guy? He sounds like he's crazy. I don't care. Why not? It's not going to make a difference. It's not going to change reality of what I know. Do you imagine that in our space travels we will encounter other forms of intelligent life? You don't have to go anywhere. You can find it here? Yeah. <laughs> Where exactly? It's just like right under people's noses. Oh my gosh. Wow. Robert Bigelow said to me, they're walking among us. I said, what do you mean, they're walking among us? He said, they're, they're walking among us. They live right here. So why is Bob Bigelow giving Donald Trump $20 million for his presidential campaign? Maybe, maybe it has something to do with what the former Israeli space security chief said about extraterrestrial life and that Trump knew about it. That a galactic federation has been waiting for humans to reach a stage where we will understand what space and spaceships actually are. This was said by Jaime Hashem. Um, and he also said that Donald Trump, Donald Trump had met with the galactic federation. Uh, when I went out there and I talked to a few sources on this, they said that he went in 2020 right before the election and that he didn't actually have COVID. He wasn't at Walter Reed. He was actually going to visit whoever these things, these beings were. Um, now, what's the truth in the matter? Bob Bigelow doesn't put up $20 million for a presidential campaign unless, basically, he just paid Trump's legal fees. But he doesn't put up $20 million without some sort of return. And the return is that Bob Bigelow's companies are going to get the contracts to reverse engineer a lot of this stuff because Trump is going to release it. You got to remember, this is, and people are like, oh, Josh, you're talking aliens again. No, listen, you, you have to understand. You have to understand. Hillary Clinton, members of the military, the Obama administration, they were selling U.S. military secrets, special access program information to foreign countries, including China. Okay, that technology is now out there and it is being controlled and manipulated to a very large degree. Donald Trump knows that by getting this technology 
out into the capitalistic open markets will revolutionize this planet. And one person that has been at the forefront of trying to do exactly that is Bob Bigelow. So when Donald Trump gets and so Bob, bringing Bob Bigelow in at this point in time was like a shot across the bow to the military industrial complex that your time is up, that we are we are taking back this these projects, this technology. You got to remember, Donald Trump is the one who, who put out the executive order mandating that Congress within 180 days release what they know or the military release what they know to Congress about UFOs and UAPs. The whole disclosure that we have going on right now, if you even want to call it that, but at least it's got the ball moving, is coming, came from Donald Trump. So there's way more that meets the eye of what's happening on a global and international level. And going to what Bob Bigelow said, they walk among us. They walk among us. Makes you wonder and think what's actually going on in this planet. Who is actually behind the scenes? Who is the puppet masters? And I think that we all understand that it's most likely something outside of the realm of human beings and human understanding. But see, first we have to deal with human shit. We have to deal with the, the messes of a transition of power. See, we are in this fall of an empire that is going on right now. The transition of the Roman Empire into something completely and entirely new. This fall of the empire is the fall of the, the Western global empire, the United States of America being a leading superpower in the world. Global homogeny is now kind of diversifying amongst many different countries. And the globalists who are standing behind that Western New World Order are holding on to what they can and waging the wars and the battles that they can do in order to try to win their power structure within this transition. And that's why we talk about what's happening any moment now. That can happen any moment now. Let's listen to Secretary of Defense Austin here. The president will not tolerate attacks on American troops, and neither will I. Our teammates were killed by radical militias backed by Iran and operating inside Syria and Iraq. In the aftermath of the vile Hamas terrorist assault on Israel on October 7th, terrorist groups backed by Iran and funded by Iran have tried to create even more turmoil including the Houthis, attacking commercial shipping in the Red Sea. So this is a dangerous moment in the Middle East. We will continue to work to avoid a wider conflict in the region. But we will take all necessary actions to defend the United States, our interests, and our people. And we will respond when we choose, where we choose, and how we choose. Now, that's what everyone here is focused on. Now, they will respond when they choose, how they choose, and where they choose. So, 
breaking news just a little while ago. U.S. officials have confirmed to CBS News that, that plans have been approved for a series of strikes over a number of days against targets, including Iranian personnel and facilities inside Iraq and Syria. Guys, this is going to be a little bit more than Iraq and Syria. This is going to, I mean, why would they put that out there? Listen, listen to what Colonel Douglas McGregor says here. If we bomb Tehran, Tehran, America will pay a heavy price. The Iranians have an enormous arsenal and precision capabilities. He's absolutely right. Now, are you going to tell all of the Iranian terrorist groups and Iranian terrorists in Iraq and Syria, hey, we don't know when we're going to strike you, but we're coming for you, and we're going to strike you in Iraq and Syria. Does that make much sense? doesn't make much sense at all, does it? I, as well as many others, believe that they are going to make a move and hit targets in Iran. This is going to escalate the war massively beyond the scope that it's at right now. What does that mean? Iran supplies China a massive amount of oil and gas. The Middle East is the major trade route for tons of various different products, but including oil and gas. So you should go out and get some five-gallon drums of gas and fill them up. If you remember correctly, the United States Strategic Petroleum Reserve sits at under 20% and has not been filled up. If we go to war, which this is most likely going to escalate into, whether it's just the next the next few days, there's going to be a certain amount of attacks, Syria, Iraq, and then they hit targets in Iran. They will hit targets in Iran, almost guaranteed. Iran will respond. If they take out some a senior level person in Syria or Iraq, um, Iran will respond. And they will respond by attacking our Navy ships. They have massive drone capabilities. They reverse engineered our drone capabilities. So... Then there's also the other part of Hezbollah Unit 910 that operates inside of U.S. sanctuary cities that have came over the U.S. border. They operate on the dime of Iran. Now, the other part of this is Iran is one of the newest members of BRICS. BRICS is what we would like to be an economic alliance, but it's really a military alliance aligned with China and Russia, and now Saudi Arabia. This brings up a precarious situation for the United States of America because this is the majority of the U.S.'s trade partners, which means that if the United States takes these war tactic options and utilizes them against the Middle East and starts a whole new war there, including bombing of Iran, those specific countries... India, China, Brazil, could all embargo the United States on supply chain. Just keep that in mind or put tariffs on it. Utilize economic warfare against the United States of America. Now, I did say that I believe that those attacks will occur on February 2nd. That the beginning of those attacks on Iran, the retaliation attacks, will occur on February 2nd. Number one reason, it's a Friday. Is It'll be after the closing bell on Friday so that stocks aren't rocked and shocked 
and don't react. Number two, it's the last quarter moon. The last quarter moon is important to these people. Astrology is highly key. And so they will, they will utilize those two points, I believe, to basically do these attacks February 2nd, sometime after uh, the bell closes the New York Stock Exchange. I said around 6 p.m. Eastern time. Um, am I right? I don't know. But I think it's a pretty good assumption. Going to go through some more news, but we're going to come back to that topic here in just a little while. Uh, protesters line the streets to greet Joe Biden in Detroit. Police have arrived in riot gear. Uh, protesters gathered near the UAW Hall and Warren, chanting, Biden, Biden, you can't hide. Stop funding the genocide. And these are lefties, people. These are lefties that are rising up against Joe Biden. Now, we're not united with them, but we don't need to be. We all have a common interest right now in that the government is corrupt. The government no longer cares about you or me and does no, no longer works for you and me. They do what they wish. They do what their donors and what their financiers tell them to do. And they're going to continue to do just that. I'm going to show some examples of that here in a little while. So we, we're just talking about BRICS here. Saudi TV confirmed the kingdom has joined the BRICS group. South African minister says Egypt, Ethiopia, Iran, and UAE also confirmed memberships. Argentina will not join. Now, interesting enough, Egypt is, uh, well, number one, Saudi Arabia and UAE received massive amounts of weapons from the United States each year. We kind of had this deal for cheap oil with OPEC and that we would provide them the ability to defend themselves against countries like Iran. Well, they no longer have to worry about that now. And so one of the things they've done is they turned their back on the United States and they started working with China on their defense plans. Egypt, on the other hand, happens to be a non-NATO participating member. So they are basically they operate with NATO, but have never been a NATO member. But they are the second largest army that operates within NATO. And now they've just joined BRICS. The military power has completely and fully transitioned. Not only the military power, but also the economic power. BRICS members by GDP. Ethiopia, 1.3 trillion. Iran, 0.39 trillion. South Africa, 0.41 trillion. Egypt, 0.48 trillion. UAE, 0.5 trillion. Saudi Arabia, 1.1 trillion. Brazil, 1.9 trillion. Russia, 2.2 trillion. India, 3.4 trillion. And China, 17.9 trillion. That is a massive proportion of the global GDP that is housed within those BRICS nations. And it is only going to continue to grow. <clears throat> and now I, I know there's a lot of people out there when we start talking about the dollar dynamics of BRICS and how that all works. And, and I've listened to a lot of pundits on this and they come out and say, well, you know, the, the U.S. dollar is highly integrated. Nobody's starting the trade. 68% of all trade globally is still done with the U.S. dollar. And they're absolutely right. The problem is, is that it's not only the BRICS nations that are moving away from the U.S. dollar, but it's also the United States that's moving away from the U.S. dollar. 
And you can see this through their actions, through the radical spending of the federal government. Every 136 days, we have to pay over $1 trillion on the interest of the debt of the national debt. That's $10,000 that you, every American citizen, has to pay every 136 days in taxes. Okay? That is just absolutely mind-boggling ridiculous to even comprehend. That is one sign. Number two is inflation. The Federal Reserve doesn't give two shits about inflation, and they're just going to keep on printing money because they are artificially trying to kill the dollar. The only reason that the stock markets, the NASDAQ, the New York Stock Exchange are doing anything and continue to go up and to continue to hit milestone markers is because the Federal Reserve, through its reverse repo markets and through its other markets, are buying up all this corporate debt and keeping many of these corporations and companies afloat. Why? Because the majority of these companies and corporations are owned by just six various different massive super conglomerates that are internationally renowned. BlackRock, State Street, these types of companies. And who sits on the, uh, who works at the Federal Reserve, who works at the Treasury and the SEC? Well, it's all members of their little club. So what we have in the United States right now is we have this this system, this economic system that no longer functions correctly, that you have to continually manipulate all of the numbers that are coming in and being reported just to keep people in line and keep them spending money. But if you've noticed, if you've been spending money, the cost of things has increased drastically. I have a cat. I buy my cat cat litter. $12.95 is what I used to pay at Walmart for one of those big five-gallon jugs of cat litter. That is now $21, okay? That is a massive inflative price. Now, people be like, that's just corporations trying to be greedy. No, it's not. The spending power of the dollar has decreased, which increases the amount of price of goods and services, as well as the, the, the dynamic that's happening on the international basis has caused massive skyrocketing prices in oil and gas. Transportation costs, production costs have all gone up. Wage earnings have gone up. Okay. On the other hand, the amount of people being laid off in this country is astronomical. And nobody's talking about it. So when I look at all of those things, I can tell you right now that the, the people, the Federal Reserve, the Treasury, the Biden administration, they don't give a shit about the U.S. dollar. In actuality, they're trying to kill the U.S. dollar. And so the BRICS nations are trying to kill the U.S. dollar, and they are trying to kill the U.S. dollar. The reason they are doing that is to facilitate what comes next. See, we are in this grand transition. We are moving towards the new world order, this 90-year cycle that we talked about last night. Now, are the BRICS nations going to rise up and be the new global diversified superpowers, or is it going to be the Western nations, or is it going to be a combination of the two? It doesn't really matter because the foundation has already been laid economically, socially, and politically of what that's going to look like. And that comes down through various organizations like the World Economic Forum, like the United Nations. So people like you and me, we're fighting against that. We're trying to preserve and protect our sovereignty. But when you understand that the dollar is going to be completely useless and worthless, then we have to prepare with other things to get ready for what potentially comes next. Those types of things that we have to prepare for, potential civil war. 
I don't mean Republicans and Democrats fighting in the streets to try to take over your town. What I mean is states rising up against the federal government, the federal bureaucracy. The reason being is because as this gets more economically um, uh, turbulent here in the future, the states are going to be the ones that are primarily affected. You got to remember the GDP of the United States of America is not made up by the federal government. It's made up by the individual states all contributing to that. And when a state loses its ability to take care of its people, to sustain its supply chain, then a state has to do something specifically. We are five states away right now from a constitutional convention, which if happened, a 10th Amendment constitutional convention could be arise and they could end the federal charter. They could impeach and remove the executive branch, Joe Biden. They could remove Congress and call them all back and they could reestablish a new doctrine formed under the Constitution, under a new union, even though the federal government wouldn't agree with that and most likely would wage war on those states specifically by moving the military assets in. Very similar to what we're seeing right now in Texas. And so when I say civil war, that's the dynamic that I'm talking about, okay? I'm talking about states, talking about states' rights, state sovereignty, and and really going after the federal government because the federal government is driving the stake through the heart of this country. So we have to prepare for that. Okay. What's that look like? Supply chain, infrastructure, social and cultural destabilization. Those are the four things that you have to prepare for in any way, shape or form. I don't care what way it is, how you do it, prepare for it. You just had the admiral, um, one of the the leading admirals in NATO the other day, last week, come out and talk to European citizens and say, hey, I would I would be preparing. I would be getting water for three months. I would be getting food and stored it away. He goes, this might not happen for 10 years, but you could see in his eyes when he was saying this, that he knew it was coming and it was coming fast. So that was him saying that. A week before that, Germany's bill, this is their, uh, their state-run media organization, had a leaked document that came out that talked about how Germany had intelligence that Russia was planning an attack on European countries. Um, even though that this is most likely bullshit and garbage, Germany has been preparing over the last six months strategically um, for warfare with Russia. We just heard last week that NATO is in the midst of a 90,000 person exercise. I said was a prepping event for war with Russia. At the same time that they're doing this, the United States and other NATO allies are moving massive air defense and air offensive um, um, capabilities into Norway, Sweden, Poland, Ukraine, and such. This is preparations for war. The Iran thing, when it happens, is going to be the nail in the coffin that kicks all of this off, especially with the newly formed BRICS alliance with Iran joining BRICS and now going to war with the West. This is going to be a dual-fronted war that I talked about, the multi-fronted warfare that I talked about the United States that will lead to its eventual collapse because it doesn't have the military capabilities anymore to sustain a multi-fronted war. So what does that do here? 
We've seen it, the attacks on the supply chain. We've seen the attacks on our infrastructure. Um, just the last few years, we had over 250 attacks on food processing, manufacturing, and distribution facilities. Just two days ago, we had over 24 chicken farms in Texas burned down. We had an oil pipeline burst in Oklahoma and blow up. Over the last few years, we've seen over 25 various oil distribution and refineries blow up. What is going on there? I believe that it is cyber attacks. Then we come to this article because now it starts to make a lot more sense. Why, will China use supply chain as a weapon in a conflict with the U.S.? Absolutely. 100%. The United States worries that China will use its power in global supply chains as an additional weapon to advance its political military might. A report released Wednesday showed the annual threat assessment issued by the Director of National Intelligence said China is already using its supply chain dominance to force foreign companies and countries to transfer technologies and intellectual property to itself. Not only that, th this is much more integrated than even Matt is talking about. Okay. Number one is China is bu was buying up massive amounts of U.S. resources, land, farms, uh, production facilities, so forth. I think that this is one of the main reasons why we had all those food processing plants start on fire. Because what happens, those are mom and pop shops. They have to go to the bank to go get a loan to fix that. The insurance most likely is not going to cover it because they're globally owned. And the banks deny them the loan. And then all of a sudden, a Chinese company comes in and buys them out and takes them over. There's actually something I wanted to talk about. Someone sent this to me. I'm not going to give their name out or give their information out. Um, but I found this highly interesting pertaining to um, supply chain and what we're talking about right now. It's, um, that's not it. One second. Give me one second. Let me pull this up real quick. So the person said, I heard you mention cyber attacks the other day, the past few days. I want to let you know the uh, that a welding business in Wisconsin that this person's brother works for, um, the town is about three hours east of Minnesota was hacked. The computer system and the phones are being held for ransom. The FBI was there investigating. This is a company. Are you ready for this? This is a company that repairs and makes parts for food processing equipment. See how that works? See how they take on that supply chain specifically like that. So that's one aspect of it, is you're going to have these, these small little cyber attacks that create small fires within these food processing plants that take down entire facilities, okay? You're going to see the continued attack on U.S. supply chain. Number two is you have... China and the other BRICS nations going out there and promoting third world countries to where building up their part of their agriculture. What does that mean? The United States is one of the global suppliers of livestock and agricultural products to the world. We're known for our farms. Well, China and Russia realized a long time ago that if we could just get like 20 to 30 small uh, third world countries and build up their agricultural infrastructure in their countries, we could replace the United States of America and then do what the United States did against China, Russia, and everybody else with economic sanctions against the United States. That's coming. 
China and Russia have already built up that in uh, throughout Africa, throughout South America. They've already built up that agricultural infrastructure. They just need to flip the switch. Before they flip the switch, the one thing that they will do is they will they will build up the integrity, the foundational integrity of the BRICS nations to show that they absolutely are a superpower. Number two thing that they will do is they will prep the dropping of U.S. treasuries back out of the market. China holds, I think, 7.3% U.S. debt. Russia holds another portion. What are they going to do? They'll just drop all of those on the market in one day. They don't care about the loss that they're going to take. They're just going to dump those treasuries on there, forcing the Federal Reserve to buy them back and spiking interest rates and crashing the economy almost instantaneously when that happens. So China can wage massive economic warfare against the United States of America. But the first things that need to happen is the United States needs to get into a multi-fronted war. Because think strategically about China. China is not going to take those actions until it knows that the United States is out of missiles, is out of gas, um, has no more recruitment coming into their military, and has been fighting a multi-fronted war for a few months and is exhausted. That is when you plan that side of the attack. That's when you attack the economic side of the house. And the United States is moving right into this Middle Eastern war and this Eastern European war. They've already exhausted tons of resources in Eastern Europe, and now they're moving to the Middle East. And so what are you going to see? You're going to see a few weeks of fighting. You're going to start talking about you know, how long is this going to go? And then potentially a few months down the road, you're going to see something like this begin to happen where China makes an announcement saying, hey, we're no longer buying pigs and cows from the United States. We're buying it from, you know, Brazil or Ecuador or something of that nature. And you're going to see more nations join BRICS. That's where they're taking this. And that's what the future is going to look like. So what does that mean for you? What does that mean for you? What it means for you is that you need to prepare. You need to have guns, ammo, gold, silver, food, water, and access to food and water. You do. Now, I can put it out there. My Patriot Supply, I don't talk about it much. You can go to My Patriot Supply. You can go out there and buy some stuff that's already pre-made for you, meals ready to go redpills.tv slash patriot redpills.tv slash patriot if you wanted to go there um dr kirk elliott getgoldtoday.com you can go there if you want to move your 401k or iras into gold and silver um guns i don't have anybody for guns but get some guns and ammo right get some seeds know how to homestead know how to put a garden on your patio in your apartment and in your window Okay, know how to survive, get on the social red pill and collaborate with other people. We are coming to that point. And, and I just found this video and I'm going to play it because it's Klaus Schwab. And I believe he's talking about exactly what I'm talking about here. Let's listen to it. But still pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack. The COVID-19 crisis would be seen in this respect as a small disturbance in comparison to a major cyber attack. And sought input from over 300 executives globally. 
The most striking finding that we found is that 93% of cyber leaders and 86% of cyber business leaders believe that the geopolitical instability makes a catastrophic cyber event likely in the next two years. Well, tonight, the nation's intelligence agencies are warning of cyber threats from Russia. All respondents now believe that a far-reaching, catastrophic cyber event is at least somewhat likely in the next two years. Good evening, Nora. A senior U.S. government official told reporters there is no evidence to date the U.S. military and intelligence agencies have been compromised, but a number of federal agencies have been hit. I mean, when you think about a cyber attack on the financial systems, I mean, think about that J.P. Morgan note, the great liquidity crisis. Russia may be planning a cyber attack against us. As I said, the magnitude of Russia's cyber capacity is fairly consequential. To shore up their defenses against potential cyber attacks. We've previously warned about the potential for Russia to conduct cyber attacks against the United States including as a, as a response to the unprecedented economic costs. Today, we are reiterating those warnings, and we're doing so based on evolving threat intelligence that the Russian government is exploring options for potential cyber attacks on critical infrastructure. There are some people who say the next crisis, not the previous one, which was the financial crisis, nor this one, the virus one, but the next one will actually be due to cybercrime. Before it really spread all over the world, before planes, trains, and automobiles allowed humans to go from place to place, it took time, it covered a lot of ground, time and space entered into it. But in the case of a cyber pandemic, that, there is no or very little time and space impact because all of our computers are connected globally at nearly the speed of light. And there you have it, Cyber Polygon. Are you ready? Because they use the term Russia a lot there. And it might be China, it might be Russia. We just heard that China had a, uh, a software that infiltrated multiple routers throughout U.S. government corporations and even your homes that was just removed recently. And that potentially a data leak could be coming from that. Data leak of classified information. That would be interesting. But here's the thing. China, North Korea, Iran, Russia... Their hacking teams are hands down the best on the planet, okay? The United States is up there ranked probably number one, but those countries are right behind it. And we made them our enemy. Now, the majority of our products are made in China. Think about how this operates, people. That a massive cyber attack could come and facilitate everything that we're talking about here. Think about if a cyber attack hit the New York Stock Exchange, Think about if a cyber attack hit the Pentagon during a time when, you know, United States goes out there and wages war with Iran and a massive cyber attack occurs. That's immediate war that we go into. So those are the things that we need to look out for here with the fall of the Western empire that is occurring. Now, are there potentially other things that we need to look out for? I just saw this and I was like, holy shit, this can't be real. Now, there's a lot of people out there saying that this isn't going to happen, but the 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 front is actually moving towards California, but this isn't going to be what's called an arc storm. But I want to give you a little overview of what an arc storm is and why I think that this potentially could be significant. 
Number one, over the last two years, massive amounts of insurance companies have left California and canceled flood insurance. That's key. Last year, we had multiple 30 days of flooding and a river went over California. Um, we've had multiple different companies and businesses just get up and leave California, specifically San Francisco and other parts of California, in the re last recent months. Now, yeah, obviously there are problems with crime and drug use there, but could it have been they were tipped off about something else? Let's listen to this. Yeah, there's this like rumor that is you know, not corroborated by science that this arc storm event is going to hit us in the next week or two in California, which is this massive storm. So this is the 200 mile cross Pacific jet stream. Oh yeah, I saw that. With the, you know, very hot and moist Pacific. So a lot of energy, the, the ocean temperatures are hotter than they've ever been on record. So uh, this causes the air to move more quickly. It causes more moisture to go into the air and then it gets moved and pushed all the way to the Western United States. And so some people have said, wait, this is gonna lead to an arc storm event. So what's an arc storm event? In 1861 to 1862 in California, there was an atmospheric river event for 43 days. So water poured down for 43 days straight, completely flooded the Central Valley, Sacramento, Los Angeles. All of these regions were underwater for six months, at the time causing $100 million in damage. And the USGS, the United States Geological Survey, did a uh, analysis on what they projected would happen if such an event were to happen again this day and age. These sorts of events are predicted historically to happen every 150 to 200 years. But based on the warm temperature in the oceans we see, it's now predicted that these will happen every, call it 25 to 50 years or much sooner. And these high temperatures are driving a higher increased frequency and severity of these sorts of events. So the most recent model called ArcStorm 2.0, which was an analysis done by the USGS, showed that if this sort of an event were to occur again, would drive over a trillion dollars in damages in California. So based on the image that you just saw, which showed this massive 200 mile an hour, hot, wet jet stream plowing towards the Western US, a lot of people on Twitter started speculating, it's ArcStorm 2.0, it's coming our way. And a lot of meteorologists have looked at the ensemble, which is the simulation model forecasts and said, you know what, it's not gonna be ArcStorm 2.0, it's gonna be wet over the next couple of weeks. It could be very wet, but this isn't the big mega flood event that everyone's been worried about. So rest assured, it's not imminent. I know a lot of people are talking about it saying it is imminent, but I do think it's worth being aware of. Definitely worth being aware of. Because if you look at all of the indicators, can't get flood insurance, multiple insurance companies have pulled out of California, businesses and corporations are pulling out of California. What do they know? We saw something very similar to the wetness that they're going to get a river flood California last year. And God forgive, forbid, if something like this happens, whether it's an arc storm hitting California, a cyber attack that takes down U.S. infrastructure um, or, or supply chain or global war that breaks out and then economic warfare, supply chain warfare is waged on the United States of America. Because you can't trust your government to do shit. You are on your own. I want you to understand that. You are on your own. We're talking about the left and the right wing of the same freaking bird. They don't give a shit about you, and they will not be able to deal with any crisis of that magnitude, unless Donald Trump is in office. 
Just yesterday, 150 50 House Democrats, including Dem leader Hakeem Jeffries, voted against a bill to deport illegals caught drunk driving. Okay, 155 Democrats vote against deporting illegal aliens who rob American seniors by committing Social Security fraud. Like, you can't make this stuff up. But how about this one? This is from Representative uh, Tom Tiffany. The tax bill that passed last night will stifle work, expand welfare, and evil, allow illegal aliens to cash in on the child tax credit. Let's listen to him real quick. Let's listen to what he has to say. Now, I want you to pay attention to this because this wasn't Democrats who passed this bill. But I just really have a problem with the bill that we passed last night in expanding in expanding welfare, especially allowing illegal immigrants to be able to get that child tax credit. That is not what we should be doing in America. And I know many businesses are going to benefit from the tax cuts that are in there, but they're not going to benefit in terms of the help wanted signs. We're discouraging work, which is the worst thing that we can do to the American people. Work is central to our self-worth. And we did not do the right thing last night in diminishing work. Tiana. You just had Republicans pass this bill, people. Okay? This bill stifles work, expands welfare, and illegal aliens now get a child tax credit. Why? Why? At the same time, you get Joe Biden stumbling around in an event in Detroit telling people to vote for Donald Trump. Yeah, that, that really did happen. So what do we have going on here next? Well, there's another bill coming up in Congress that everybody needs to be aware of. This is the anti-militia bill. Now, interesting enough that you have this militia leader guy who decapitated his federal agent father and did a whole treatise on YouTube that YouTube kept up crazy enough. You know, usually when those things happen, they take those things down immediately, but that one was left up. One little interesting tidbit about this Pennsylvania militia man who beheaded his father posted a video online YouTube. He was reported to the FBI over six months ago. Again, this one commonality reported to the FBI. I bet he was on Discord chat groups. I bet he was MK Ultra people. Absolutely 100% MK Ultra. Why? They needed a reason to talk about this. They needed a reason to. I, I guarantee you the deliberations on the House floor on this anti militia bill are going to bring up this guy's name and radicals like him on the right. And this guy is definitely not a right wing radical. He's probably, you remember how we had a shooter? I think it was an active shooter a few years ago, a mass shooter. And they said he was right wing. And then after uh, everybody started doing research on him, you find out he wasn't right wing. I think we're going to find that out about this gentleman as well. Who's Donald Trump going to pick for his running mate? This is a big question. Um, is it going to be Vivek? Is it going to be Sarah Palin? Um, is it going to be someone we don't know? Is it going to be Elon Musk? Is it going to be Tucker Carlson? I would say that in the running you have between Tucker Carlson and Vivek. 
um, as the two leading candidates for that. That's just my thoughts, but it's probably going to be someone we never thought of and we don't like. I probably guarantee you it's going to be someone we never thought of and we don't like. Uh, Dutch farmers are now filling up the supermarkets with manure in protest against the climate agenda. <clears throat> French farmers are being arrested all throughout France. And this is going to lead to um, an extrapolated response by the citizenry. Because number one is they don't, these countries don't have enough food to, to keep going because the farmers are saying we're not going to work. And so it's a great way to protest. It's civil disobedience. It's the ways that curve a tyrannical and oppressive government, as Jane Madison pointed out. And uh, my heart is with them. And I hope that uh, their government stand down and, and start getting rid of these awful World Economic Forum policies and regulations that they're trying to bring about. So, yeah, was it yesterday? Yeah, no, it was today on Twitter. We have it right here. Let's see it. Dan Scavino, 20 seconds long. Be fuel, give me five, give me that which I desire. Did you see it? What was that? The Batman signal goes right over Donald Trump. Batman. I am Batman. So Scavino posted this funny because he posted something very similar to that a few weeks ago the batman signal with the timestamp, they went directly to the q post with the q batman symbol single symbol now interesting enough scavino posted this at 9 21 a.m q post 9 21 future proves the past revealed session had appointed someone outside of dc long ago you got to remember this. There was Durham, and then there was another prosecutor that was brought on. We haven't heard from that person yet. Just keep that in mind. That goes to what I've talked about. The special military operation, the sp special access program, FISA warrants from the Judge Advocate General in the United States Army. Okay? What are sealed? Then it says, Riri drops Podesta Huma. You have more than you know. And I find it interesting that Scavino did this at 921, and it goes to a Podesta reference. Because Podesta just took over for John Kerry as a climate czar. So really interesting there. Um, it's a crazy time to be alive, people. It's an interesting time to be alive. It's an amazing time to be alive. And, you know, as much as this sounds like doom and gloom, it's not because we are we are transitioning into a new world. We're watching the birth of a of a new world be created right in front of our eyes. And the thing is, is that if we allow the globalists, if we just roll over and allow the globalists to, to do what they want, create their world, then we're going to be in a digital slave nature. It's a technocratic state. But if we stand up and rise up exactly what we're doing now, we can win this battle. We've already won the war on information. We are now the media. We've won the war on information. That was the key part, the key structure to taking this battle to them. They can't bullshit us anymore. They can't trick us anymore. Once you see the PSYOP, you can't unsee it. We are now the media. Which means that we are moving to what is called a precipice. A point where there is a... a 
critical mass of people who have wakened up. It doesn't matter whether they're Democrat or Republican or liberal or independent. It doesn't matter. The fact is, is they've woken up and they've seen enough of the establishment. They want both sides gone. They want a purge of Washington, D.C. They, they want global superpowers to stop being fucking tyrants. And I believe that's the world we're moving into because that's the world I choose to move into. And going back to Robert Bigelow, $20 million of the Trump campaign, Donald Trump is coming back one way or another. I know that many of us are saying that there's probably not going to be an election in November. There probably won't be an election in November. But I'm telling you, Donald Trump's coming back one way or another. And when he does, expect fireworks because you're going to see him. Guys, that's all I have for you tonight. I'm going to the uh, after chat. Sorry, not the after, the, uh, the after Q&A. So the Q&A with Josh on Thursdays. You can find that. You can go join up to socialredpill.com. You can get a subscription. All the subscriptions on Social Red Pill, uh, when you go to first join up, have that Q&A. So you, everybody will get access if you have a subscription. Um, go to the groups tab and you'll see Thursday Q&A with Josh. You go and click on that. You go to the events and you click on the most recent event. You click on that tab and it'll take you into the Zoom. Um, there'll be a few people in there already. I will be in there in about 20 minutes. But guys, much love, respect. God bless you all. Hope you guys all have a great night. Um, I would, uh, yep. I know what you guys are thinking. We'll do it tomorrow. Much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys take care. Have a great night. See you tomorrow. Bend the spoon. That's impossible. Only try to realize the truth. What truth? There is no spoon.